Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thanksgiving night. Your Majesty. Love will reign. Oh, must apologize. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Merritt Patterson and Andrew Cooper star. What if we used an ice skating pageant? What's your final answer? Yes. What exactly does the pageant entail? Doesn't matter to me. I'm the king and you're the prom queen. Christmas at the Palace premieres Thanksgiving night at 8, part of the five-night Thanksgiving movie event on Hallmark Channel. Hey, 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 we're back for yet another Christmas movie covered by Emily alone. Haven't gone crazy yet, but I'm getting closer to breaking and cracking and lots of things. Uh, This one is, as you've heard, Christmas at the Palace. And yes, of course, I recorded it because it had figure skating in the plot synopsis. Was I disappointed? Kind of. Was there enough figure skating? No, but there's never enough figure skating for me. Anyway, this is a 2008 Hallmark film. So it is one of the new ones, which means I had to deal with commercial breaks hosted by Candace Cameron Bure and a whole lot of advertisements for Balsam Hill Trees because that's they're the big sponsor this year. Uh, them and like, I can't remember if it was Miller Lite or Coors Light, which just seems like an odd mix for these movies. Because I don't know if you know this, in the... This is true of all the networks. The women in these Christmas movies never drink beer. They always drink wine, and usually wine that is so red or pink that it is clearly fruit juice that is not even trying to be wine. I I know I'm going all over the place, but it really is something I've been noticing more and more, and it's starting to irk me. That very, like, it's that kind of when you're kids and you think all cats are girls and all uh, dogs or boys it seems to be this thing these movies do where all men drink beer but all women drink wine one of the many assumptions that, that this genre makes about gender anyway I would love to tell you who directed this movie but I don't know because it's not on IMDb the movie is on IMDb but not all the details have been filled in yet because it's so new and by the time anybody remembers who directs it it's too late so we're just gonna barrel ahead Uh, You got a little bit of the plot, but basically what we have is Katie is a figure skating coach whose dream it has been for a while now to uh, buy an ice skating rink with her partner and best friend, um, Jessica, who is a figure skater who's... Now, Katie was a figure skater, but she got hurt, and so she never really went far as a competitor. But now her job is basically sort of the... Um, I think the choreographer and also kind of just stage manager kind of person for a skating show. Uh, But now her and Jessica are retiring from that and they're digging in and they're going to buy an ice rink. 
But before they can do that, uh, they are finishing up their tour and they end up in the country of San Sanova. Now, you might be thinking, San Sanova, where the hell is that? I've never heard of that country. Yeah, of course you haven't, because it's one of these fictional, made-up, pseudo-European, tiny countries that these movies love to present to us. And about once a year, Hallmark will give us a movie set in a fictional European country, and in this case, Christmas at the Palace is the one. Now, uh, they do the skating show there. It's all successful, but then they are asked to stay and help put on a skating show celebrating the founding of the country. And they're kind of talked into it by a very big check. And the princess, who's probably about 12 years old or so, who kind of bonds with Katie right away, so now they feel bad they can't not do it. And what do you know, the king, the princess's dad... Uh, is none other than a handsome man who will fall in love with Katie and Katie has to decide between going home to New Jersey and buying that skating rink or staying in San Sanova and dating the king and doing an ice show there with him. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how this ends. You know what? I'm going to leave you in suspense. Does she make the right decision? What is the right decision? Is the right decision to go and run this business that she's been dreaming about her whole life? Or is the right decision to stay and be queen to this shockingly clean, tiny country where ice skating is essentially the main um, import, export, like the main source of income seems to be Christmas-related things in ice skating? The more I'm saying this, the more I realize I kind of want to move to San Sanova for the ice skating, but that's not the point. You're going to have to find out how it ends, because I'm just going to keep you hanging, and we're going to barrel into the tent ropes to see if we get them. So jumping right in, number one, our lead in need of a lesson, in this case, Katie. Uh, I don't know what she has to learn, I guess. like, And again, this has kind of been a problem this year. We're not getting really uh, intense women in these movies. We're going back to the more blander school of the typical Lacey Chabert roles of, oh no, they're kind of in the middle of things and they just can't make decisions about life and boy, this Christmas thing is going to point them in the right direction. And it's, again, maybe a little more realistic to the way most people are, but it's not as fun to watch and I think that is a problem. Katie is played by an actress named Merritt Patterson who has done stuff, not that much stuff, um, she's fine. She's very pretty, as they all always are. Uh, I don't know. She's fine. That's all I can say about her. She's likable, but not overly interesting, which is also true of the character. So we're just going to keep going. Uh, she also does something that I think most women can learn a lesson from, which is if you are staying in a palace run by a very handsome and el- eligible king, Um, always when you go to bed, like, you know, most of us, when we go to bed, what do we do? We wash our faces, we take our makeup off, we brush our teeth, we, you know, take our hair down and go to sleep. Uh, don't do that. Not if you're staying in a palace. What you really want to do, make sure your hair is still maintaining the bounce it had earlier in the day. Uh, keep your makeup on. Maybe you can, like, change lipsticks to a lighter, less intense color, but don't take it off. Don't take your eye makeup off, whatever you do, because you never know. You might wake up at midnight, decide you want some Christmas hot cocoa, and have a really strong romantic bond with the king. And girls, it's not going to work if you look like what you normally look like when you go to bed. So just something to know about Katie. Pretty smart about how to land a king. At number two, our setting, 
As we know, usually Big Bad City, Charming Small Town, Magical Winter Wonderland. This is the fourth one that I don't always put here because it's so rare. We get usually one a year because they're more expensive to do, which is the fake European country that is all about the holidays and seemingly nothing else. And that is Sansonova. Its origin story has something to do with Christmas Eve and ice skating and all that stuff. Uh, that's what more do you need to know. Everybody there speaks British and most of them are white, which is what you'd expect from a fake European country in Hallmark land. Number three, a bland love interest in this case. Uh, and we also always give a bonus for if that bland love interest is a widowed dad. He is, we have the King Alex or Andrew, King Alex, I think. Uh, he is British. He kind of looks like if you took Eddie Redmayne and decided Eddie Redmayne looked to... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, too interesting? Like, if you looked at Eddie Raimi and you're like, okay, same, you know, nice facial structure, but he's got freckles and something about his face that you'd, you'd remember him. Let's make sure he's a little blander and that let's take the essence of Eddie Redmayne and take out any personality. And there we have Alex the King. Uh, now, he is kind of bland. He's a bit of a stick in the mud. He has been dubbed the Grinch King by the people of Sansonova because his father was all into Christmas and the Grinch King hasn't quite found the love of Christmas so he needs to learn some lessons. Maybe ice skating will help. I don't know, guys. Number five is our dead parents or dead wife and the bonus points explode in this movie. We have, get this, a dead father, as we said. Uh, the King's father was wonderful. Everybody talks about him, so dead dad. Um, Katie has... A dead mom. A dead mom who was wonderful, who loved Christmas, and keeps coming up in conversation. So we have two dead parents. Uh, also, Alex's mother, the queen, died when he was a child. So that's a thing. And, because we don't have enough, we need one more. Which is, of course, as I said, bonus widow dad. Alex's wife, the queen, also died several years earlier of unexplained causes. Possibly figure skating related, I hope. And I want to see that spinoff. Um, so we have three key dead characters. At one point, my husband kind of overheard this and made the comment that there are more dead people in this show than in The Haunting of Hill House. So just think about that if you'd like. Number six, our sassy sidekick. Uh, we get like a double here because we get the double dating sassy sidekicks, which I always like. In this case, we have Jessica, who I mentioned earlier, who is Katie's friend and who I actually liked. Uh, this is an actress. I don't know if she's actually a skater or not. I mean, she wasn't competitive. I think she was a ballet dancer, but I know she's in another figure skating movie. So I have to think that maybe she has enough ability to stand on ice that uh, it makes her castable in these kinds of movies. And she's actually fine. She is supportive, um, but not like also has something going on in her own life, which is kind of nice. And what that turns out to be is that she has a, a shockingly cute romance with Alex's head man-in-waiting or assistant. I don't know what they call him, but basically like head servant, who is a handsome young man who pairs off with Jessica. They have a thing. You know, it's kind of sweet in its own way. Uh, what's not sweet, again, guys, we haven't had them in like any movies this year. Our evil woman character or our evil boss. We get neither. It's very upsetting. Number eight, slapstick. Well, guys, it's a figure skating movie, so of course we're going to have that happen quite a lot. Uh, a lot of banging into each other, some of which then leads into those romantic moments of the sassy sidekicks bumping into each other and then holding hands after uh, when we're introduced to the king. 
and he's still in like oh no I don't want to be the Christmas Grinch King he has to he's supposed to give this like inspiring Christmas speech on a stage in town and he ends up knocking down all the sets like you do when you're clumsy in a holiday Hallmark movie up next is the sage old person which is disappointing because there's a character who is clearly poised to be that person Alex's aunt who I guess is like a duchess or something whatever your title would be if you are the aunt to the king I don't know um but she's there and she's a good present she seems to be supportive of everything going on is really helpful is getting excited by the whole ice show thing and you're really waiting for her to sit Alex down and give him all this advice but she doesn't the only you know real moment of that comes from Jessica having a conversation with Katie and giving her advice but the sassy sidekick is not supposed to be giving out wisdom so Hallmark, what you doing to me? You're the one that made the rules and now you're breaking them? I don't know how I feel about that. Along those lines, number 10, Santa Claus. Nope, no Santas in this movie. What the fuck, Christmas at the Palace? What kind of shenanigans in this crazy country you invented are going on? It's okay. We're going to move to the bonuses where we have public domain holiday songs galore. There is a lot of Silent Night Um once again, I said this about uh, one of the other movies where they really should have paid at a certain point because there is a quartet playing it, there are people singing it, Christina is practicing it, then carolers are singing it. It's just a lot. I mean, there are a lot of Christmas songs. A lot of them are free. Use another one at a certain point in time. Uh, next, product placement. I didn't catch any, uh, but a cloying child. Eh, Christina the kid isn't terrible. She's fine. She's British. She's older than when these movies sometimes go too young and it ends up being a very obnoxious little kid. She's like 11 or 12 and she comes off fine. Kind of remind me a bit of the uh, princess in a Christmas, and maybe just because they're both British, the princess in the Netflix Christmas Prince where like, eh, maybe when they turn them British, they're okay. Uh, ice skating, obviously. This whole movie was founded on ice skating and you get a lot of it. You get some like decent skating at the very beginning and after that it's just people on ice. But the best thing is at one point the king has to skate on ice so that he can give his speech from the ice. And the way this movie gets around using, you know, having this actor learn how to skate or skate comfortably for the camera is they just film him from really far away. So it could be anybody standing on ice film all of his when they have to do a close-up they don't even do a close-up of him what they do is they show it as if we're we're watching it from the point of view of a camera recording it so the camera's really close on him and it's a small window so we don't have to think about is he on ice or not and then the other thing it does which is even better is that they just film him from behind so as he's talking and giving this speech we just see his the back of his head down to his shoulders hey you know you only have like six days to film you have a limited budget. You're not going to spend that much time. What if you hurt your actor? Then what are you going to do? I get it, Hallmark. I do. But I see you is all I'm saying. Didn't catch many Canadianisms uh, and no characters with a Christmas name that I caught. Um, but same for Christmas tree lighting. Not an official one, but we did have a big... Um, you know, kind of rule that Katie, because Katie, of course, is filled with holiday spirit and can spread it to everybody and, you know, makes a new rule about how Christmas isn't complete if you don't struggle to get the Christmas tree home. So then we get a really awkwardly rushed moment of three grown people and one child, quote unquote, struggling mightily to carry a fairly small Christmas tree from one point of the street to the other. 
that's that's how it goes. Okay, and the last thing we're gonna do here is close it out with the I so I, I should do a point tally, um, which I think is a little bit lower in this case. So you got, uh, you know, because we missed out on a montage. Holy shit, we didn't even have a fucking montage in this Hallmark movie. What the crap? I don't even know if this was Hallmark, in truth. I think Asylum might have snuck something in and not done a good job on it. Because um, we only end up with like a five or a, well, like a six for the main pieces and then, a, you know... A couple of the bonuses, but I'm going to say that having three major dead characters kind of redeems all of it. So it passes, we're okay. On to the IMDb movie review. In this case, it's from Batman Fun Reviews 2018. Uh, five out of ten, he or she titles the review, not very good. And the review is <clears throat> The few good and solid moments can't save this middle of a road Christmas movie, and especially the whole storyline was quite cheesy to say the least really plus although the chemistry was there the overall characters were very little developed as a whole though i don't know what exactly that all meant because i can't tell if it was a positive or a negative based on some of the language that then undercut the other language so batman fun reviews 2018 perhaps you'd like to clarify we're all here listening come join our facebook group and tell us what you think all right everybody that was christmas at the palace streaming not streaming anywhere unless you buy like the hallmark package if you so desire to do that don't do that these movies are everywhere you can find them don't worry uh and recommend nah um it's pretty because you do are filming in a palace quote-unquote so you do it's nicer to look at than some of the other films uh especially the ones that as we know are made by the up network or um the we network and some of the other ones where they're just not spending the same money on like making sure their attractive actresses are dressed in flattering jc penny clothing so for that it's fine but it's just you're not going to get much from it i think even with the ice skating not enough ice skating so uh, you know a, a miss for me but not um not one that hurt just one that i'm gonna have a hard time recalling in another two weeks after i've watched another dozen of these movies on that note goodbye Oh, oh, oh.
feeling and it might not come again and I want to Looking through. 